Check this out. Check this out right here. I'm checking it out. Okay. Jamming on the beat. Jam, jamming on the beat. Okay, I'm glad you're checking it out. If you hadn't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app. Go to anchor.fm, anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R.fm, and get started. What up, world, what up, world, what up, world? What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Hey, this your boy, Magic the Big Homie, Two Cups Shouty, Drunk as a Jerry Curl. Welcome to Two Cups of Truth TV. Radio podcast, as you can see, it going down up in Boom Studios today, man. I'm sitting here with one of my players, my partner, a true friend, grew up with, goddamn, went to high school with. Mobile, hey, Mobile, Alabama, in the building, man. Look, y'all give it up for my partner, man. Introduce yourself, man. Let them know who you is. Man, my name is George Terrell Jordan, Mobile, Alabama. Hey, man, it's going down like this today, man. So we were just having a, a conversation, and you know, like, this podcast is just based on, you know, like, social and civil issues, and it came in, and and, uh, and what we were kind of already talking about before we started this podcast is, you know, you know how we go through trials, tribulations, how we deal with losses, how we overcome, and some things, and you were saying some pretty powerful stuff, so, uh... You know, but just to just kick this thing off, man, like, you know, dog, where you come from and how you get to where you at today, because a lot of people, you know, they don't have the tenacity to, to uh, you know, to dig they self up out the ditch. Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to start my story off truthfully. First powerful man in my life is George Major. If anybody's familiar with uh, Daphne, Alabama, or going to Gulf Shores, or anywhere down that area, he has a famous recipe in Felix. He's the first black man in my life. He's my great-grandfather. He actually raised my father, but he would come get me as a kid and drive me around the bread truck because his job was Smith Bakery, but by that time, he had retired. I want to give another shout-out to my mother's mother, Carrie Jordan. So, what I want to let people know, they don't have a something to motivate them. I let my dead people motivate me. Those are the people that I don't want to let down, man. And and R.I.P. to my brother Greg Sledge. He died July 22nd. He's gone to heaven now. Uh, I want to send a big shout out to my brother uh, Javier Rowe. We call him J. Rowe in Mobile, Alabama. He was shot in 2013. He's still holding on. So that's the stuff that motivates me. But my story, my father is the great L.A. Long Boy. L.A. <laughs> long Boy. Shout out to Long Boy. I'm talking about you don't know about that. <laughs> See, if he, <laughs> he don't get it, man. If, if Pops knew I was saying his name on any kind of social media, he would, son, shit, I can't believe y'all even do that kind of talking nowadays. In my day, shit, we ain't want a motherfucker know our name. You know, all, he a rich. See, my father, see, that's the difference. When I grew up, 
I couldn't be like the other kids because my father was different from their fathers. Like, you know, Eli Daddy was a postman, CC Daddy was a um was a seaman. Rolando's grandfather, he was uh he worked at State Dock, so on and so forth. But my daddy, his claim to fame and the way he made his money, he was a hustler. And back then it was very few that came out of Mobile, Alabama during that time. Everybody black really didn't have money, but my daddy was getting paper in and so the, the thoughts and the stuff that he would say to us, it didn't come out no nursery rhyme book. It wasn't Dr. Seuss. He would say all kind of like different things throughout my life when I was younger that made me view the world different as I got older. But see, when you chase somebody else's dream, that's when you can't never win the race. You'll never get to the finish line like that because my daddy, I tried to be like him and it just ended up, man, brothers in prison, not now, but back then. Uh, my dad's sick now, actually. And me, I ended up smoking weed, drinking alcohol like everybody else. Then I started liking cocaine, and it took me to a whole other world. But I always knew I was better than that because I was raised, like I say, from Jordan Major and Carrie Jordan. You know, my mother, she played a better role in my life the most. She died 2013, a month after my brother was shot. But she would always say reverse psychology. And she would do reverse psychology on me. She would say, oh, you ain't going to be shit. You're going to be just like your Uncle Henry. Because I had an Uncle Henry that was a homeless man that slept in front of my grandmama's house where we lived at. He wasn't welcome to stay in the house because he was still and he would lie. So he was welcome to sleep in the front yard. I mean, sleep in the car in front of the front of the house. I know. He sleep. He welcome. He, <laughs> dog. That shit dog, real. Hey, it is, hey, dog. He welcome. Shout, shout hey, hold on. Wait a minute. Now, listen. Now, listen. Now, I was trying not to say that. I was trying to let you get through, dog. You said a couple things before then I want to say something. But this didn't took the cake. You said this man will welcome. Welcome. You understand what the meaning of welcome is? Yeah, no. <laughs> hey, you said that man will welcome to sleep in the front yard. In the front yard, in front of the man. house in his car. <laughs> this, 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 this is terrible, dog. But this is the man my mom compared me to from zero to eighteen to twenty something or whatever. And um, uh, my wife has to stop me now because well, she don't have to stop me now. I've been stopped. Let me take that back. I may and my kids against each other ways. Now, you ain't gonna make this shot. Georgia make this shot before you and my son ain't Georgia Major. So I might pin up against each other competition-wise, but I don't belittle them or put them down. And like my mama said, reverse psychology. Now, I want to clear this up for my mom, man. Rest her soul. If it weren't for her, it wouldn't be no me at the, at the end of the day. She called me. I was in Atlanta living. And this was during the time when I was driving a Toyota Corolla going to Home Depot. And I was getting on the exit from 20 to 75, 85 to get on 85 to go to Buckhead. She called me and she said, hey, baby, what you doing? I said, nothing going to work. What's up, mom? She said, I just want to call and apologize to you. I don't know. Oh, mom, not right now. I'm in a Honda. I mean, not a Honda. I'm in Toyota Corolla. It's hot. I got to go deal with these people for these proms. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to make it in the eight. I don't know what she about to say, but what she said was priceless. She said, Baby, I want to tell you I'm sorry. I said, Mom, what you sorry for? She said, I'm sorry for the way I raised you. The things I said to you and the way I treated you, that was child abuse. I was like, man, Mama, thank you, Mom. She said, yeah, I'm sitting here watching Dr. Phil, and I just realized that. And I had shit. I was like, oh, man. 
It took Dr. Fina to be like, <laughs> Hey, hey, uh, hey, but, that's the power of the airways, though. What you say? That's the power of the airways, you know, you speak a child, but a lot of people don't really know my story, dog. I don't even know if you, you know, like, man, you ain't really, you know, but this two cups of truth. Two cups right? of truth. And you sitting here yeah. and you giving some truth. So, you know, and with everybody that I talk to on this show, I'm going to give them some truth back because I know it's a lot to ask a person to come and give some truth where other people can learn from it. And so, dog, like, you know, I grew up, but, you know, my dad, like, you learned, like, you know, like, my daddy made problems go away. Like, my daddy worked for different kinds of people, and, you know what I mean, and, and, and when I talked to my mom, and my mom always to tell me, hey, you're going to be just like your daddy. Everybody's going to be scared of you. And so, that put something in my mind of trying to, you know, like, you know, uh, you know, like, try to be like everybody else, to try to fit in like everybody else, you know, because, you know, because I didn't want to be like my daddy, and everybody was scared of me, so, you know, so, uh, when my cousin them came around, and I was eight years old and whatnot, and they started putting, at this time, we talking about 86, uh, you know, they started putting, that I started selling crack at 86, in 86, I was eight years old. Mm. So, um, so, and when I got to high school, I mean, you know what I'm saying, by then, we graduated, we were just selling just straight powder then. Right. So, it was, so, um, it wasn't no more cooking then, because we even got to a different lane. But, um, so, these mentalities, and my mama always treated me real bad, man. Like, my mama treated me like, so, to this day, me and my mama don't have a great relationship. Like, you know, my mama probably hadn't talked in two years. At this point, so like, shout out to Magic Mama because he still got one. Yeah, <laughs> hey, hey, I still got one. You know, and that's what people say. So I say a joke all the time because I'm a comedian, and I say a joke all the time when I be on stage for some time, and I be like, hey, you know, um, you know, people ask me about my mom and my dad, and I be like, well, you know, they they got them passed. They be like, oh, when did they pass? I like, you know, what my daddy passed when you know I was born. And my mama passed when, you know, I was old enough to talk. And they were like, oh. <laughs> and they, they were like, oh, that's so sad. I was like, well, they ain't passed and dead. Like, my daddy just passed from the jump. Like, he just said he wasn't raised me. Then my mama said, you know, because I had this speech impediment, she couldn't deal with me. No. Right. So she just ain't, you know, and like, and my mama treated me real bad, man. So I have a thing when it comes to child, child abuse because I don't want to get... You know, so I don't holler at my children. I don't beat my children. I don't whoop my children. I don't do none of them things because I know how it can affect them in the long run. You know, thank God I was strong enough to have a good mind and a strong will to overcome these things. But, you know what I mean? But I've been on my own since I was eight. I didn't have no mama, no daddy. I didn't have nobody to fall back on. I didn't have the things that other people had, even though it, they thought I had them. You know what I'm saying, but but uh, but I was so loyal, I never told nobody the story. I never told nobody what I was going through. I never told, cause I ain't want them to think bad about my mom or dad. But you couldn't talk real shit. But plus I can talk. <laughs> hey, this nigga, he ain't shit. Look, first of all, first of all, hey, where I just want to let you know, dog, this this is my partner, but he ain't by shit, y'all. <laughs> hey, this nigga, hey, <laughs> this nigga ain't by shit, man. But you know, um. But I just didn't have that, you know what I mean? And for, you know, for us, like me and him, to get to a certain place, 
to where, and I think, and I, and I hope he can agree with me on this, but to get to a certain place where, you know, you've been blessed, you've been kept, and you finally get to a place of forgiveness, that's a powerful thing. And a lot of doors start to open, man, when, when, when you can just move on and move past certain things. What'd you say? I, I agree with that, man. Because the moment I got a um, so-called first career job where I could really actually make some money, I got the email, and the person that I was talking to the most leading up to it was uh, my mom. And it's ironic how it went. I got an email from the railroad on July the 23rd, 2013. It came early in the morning, so we were an hour ahead of Mobile. So I said, I ain't going to call Mama House no 6, 7 o'clock. I'm going to wait. So I was at the restroom. I went to work at the city at the time. And I was in the restroom, and my phone rang. Now, all this time, I done went to work. I'm thinking about my mom. I can't wait to tell her, because I know if I get the railroad, it's going to open up different things, and I'll make a little bit more money. I could do more for my mom back home, help her out in all different types of ways or whatever, financially. And, man, I got a phone call from my sister. While I was waiting to call my mom, they called me, and she was hollering. I was like, man, what's going on? And then my next-door neighbor, Evelyn, she grabbed the phone and said, they got her a pulse. We need to get home. And I'll never forget this the moment in my life when I knew I would make it. Shit's so crazy, man. But uh, I drove from Atlanta. I left my job at ASAP. Move that truck. Move that truck. I go. Get in my car. Come home. Tell my wife. Which my wife had already been informed. And we had a newborn baby. He was born on the 24th of June. And my mom went down on the 23rd of July. So we shoot down. Now, in my mind, no one has told me that my mom had died. No one said that. No one told me she had a massive heart attack. No one told me nothing. It was like, your mom got sick, they had to rush to the hospital, but come check on her. That's how I took it. So I'm calling my friends that are electricians, like Quincy. I'm calling David Broadney. I'm calling all my friends I know do handyman work. Hey, man, I want you to put a ceiling fan. I want you to change these windows. You know, I'm, I'm trying to set stuff up for my mom because I know... She probably want to be a little bit more comfortable as she retired. So when I get there, my wife, I can finally get to uh, USA Hospital. My wife's in the backseat with my newborn. She's rocking him, and she just bust out crying. And I looked at her, and I said, Ash, what's wrong with you? She rolled in that car four, four and a half hours, maybe five, and didn't say a word. And she said, Terrell, your mom in the coma. They didn't want me to tell you. Man, I ran that hospital, and they took me to the back room to see my mom, and her eyes were rolling in the back of her head and the nurse said she had a seizure we're going to give her some medicine and take her upstairs but she stayed alive those four to five hours from me coming to Atlanta to Mobile and I saw her moving she was physically alive and I think I was the last person to see her actually move before the doctors took her away and she never moved again and we ended up burying her but that just sealed me the deal you know I had a choice to make it was either going to be eight you're going to go back and get high, drunk, and raw, still kill. Or you're going to be the man that your mom really wants you to be because she was using reverse psychology all those years to make you be the opposite of Henry. And I ended up being the opposite of Henry. You know, so. Now, that's a, now that's a powerful testimony, man. And I'm glad that you was able to share that with the listeners. Uh, you know, so it was so powerful because I just want to backtrack a little bit now you know what i mean because you know this two cups of truth tv radio podcast so 
let's go back, dog, because you know what I mean, because we might have some listeners say, everybody say that they was out there, dog. So, you know what I mean? So, we go back to the robbing and stealing days. Like, what would that? Like, who would that? Hey, who would that? Hey, first, let's get the bylaws and see what's the, the statute of limitation, as they call it, man. Yeah, dog. Hey, man, we about 10 years removed, 15 Ooh. at most, probably, at least. Ooh. You know what I mean? Uh, so, you know, we good. So, I, you know, so, first, so, I wasn't robbing today. I just been, you know, like, I would talk to drug game. You know, I never robbed, I never stole, you know what I mean? But I was talking to drug game, I was talking to hustle, you know what I mean? So What was that when we were kids, they would say, uh, not I said the cat. <laughs> not I. <laughs> it went, it went, hey, hey, it went out. Hey, hey, right, so this may or may not be a true statement, you know, you know what I'm saying? Right. We don't, so we don't really know. You know what I mean? So if anybody come along and want to act later on, like uh, the lawyer, the feds, or whatever, like we, you know, look, this is for entertainment purposes. <laughs> well, uh, I think the lowest hustle I ever did, let's just start like that. <laughs> I had a friend named, we gonna call him P, Percy. Percy P. We don't say his last name, but me and him were tight, right? And uh, <laughs> he had a newborn son. Shout out to Percy Seriously, man, because uh, he been through a lot. But he had a little newborn son, and the little boy looked just like him. And he was staying in the prizes, man. And we just had to get together and hustle, you know, make some money or whatever. He was like, man, I got this new hustle. And I'm like, what's that? He's like, man, you see that old man be riding every morning, man? You been seeing him for years. He be collecting cans. I said, yeah. What about it? He said, for real, I know where he stay. <laughs> so it's like a nigga 80 years old been collecting cans his whole life. He got that's, oh, that's his hustle. Man, we went to that motherfucker. We stole all that man cans. And then no, we, <laughs> you <didn't> have to, <laughs> hey, nah, you didn't hit the man hey, for the cans. Then we so greedy, you know, they had it was in a bag. We right. would take center blocks, but not the whole center block. We'd break the brick up and we would take pieces and put inside of the cans. Yeah, right. So when it weighed, it would weigh yeah, more. Right. Like, so that's like some of the bottom of this. The bottom part. Of hey, nigga, hey, hey, the average person don't know. I mean, dog, like, I don't know if that's a South thing for real. Cans. Like, cans, dog, like, cans, like, now we, they, I'm Crichton, you from Tomville, you know, but, but, you know, Crichton. So one street over. Hey, hey, Crichton, right, one street. So we were, so it's like, so you, to this day, you hear people say TMV, CPT, or vice versa. But however, dog, we had a can recycling place right we there went. on Bayshore Avenue. Nigga, what, what you talking about? <laughs> hey, that was the drop off spot. That was the drop off, <laughs> nigga, nigga. What you talking oh, about, shit. nigga? We used to do the can that nigga used to put the uh, goddamn uh, bricks in now, nigga. We used to put the uh, little tops, like the little beer bottle tops, inside the can and crush them. Yes, right. That's right. Hey, hey, get 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 a little more weight, man. You don't, hey, people don't, hey, people might not respect how much you can get off a can. <laughs> yo, yo, I got a better one than this. Shout us out to Gulf Coast Wheels. You know, it's been years ago, but uh, I put that man in business. <laughs> we used to hit for the hub caps, and at the time. He was just like a small little business on the corner that sold hub caps. It wasn't no rim shop then. Think about what I'm saying with Gulf Shores at. I think and was it Gulf Coast or Gulf? Yeah, Gulf Coast Wheels in Crichton. Right. Before the interstate. Right. But that, his name is Mike. That guy used to spend money with us, right? And I used to bring him so many damn hub caps, he took that money and he started his own rim shop. So we just, my point is, we just still 
hood caps, cans, car radios, um, man, you name it. Petty, yeah. petty, petty thing. Now, one I never thing, knew him let, me, let me say this. One thing I'm proud of. <laughs> this is so crazy. This is what I'm proud of. That no matter how low I got, I never stole out of my own house and I never took from my, my inner group. Hey, that's a big thing because, nigga, look. Now, I got a Nintendo. Yeah, somewhere around here now, nigga. I never. Hey, it's right. Hey, E point A. It got a Nintendo right now. I ain't never really played Nintendo, Nintendo. man. Nintendo, what? <laughs> Nintendo, Nintendo. <laughs> nigga, you nigga, in the hood is Nintendo. Nintendo. It's Nintendo. It's, 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 hey, Nintendo, right? So, um, but I never got. Nigga, I got two Nintendo, nigga. One year for Christmas, and next year for Christmas. And the reason why I had to keep getting Nintendo, cause my sister, daddy. That's why I don't like nobody named Jesse. <laughs> my granddad. <laughs> yeah, I don't like nigga, nigga. I don't like Jesse Jackson. I don't like nigga. I don't like Jesse Smollett. I mean, I don't like nobody. I don't even like the positive nigga named Jesse. Well, his light skinned ass here. But um Oh, you had a BT dude. Yeah, no one ain't like that, nigga. I don't like nobody named Jesse cause Jesse nigga got down and get geeked up and he'll come nigga nigga broke in our house. The house he lived in. Broken our house, throw all the gifts from under the Christmas tree except for my sister grills. Hey, 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 crack cocaine, all that, that shit, that's powerful, man. But you know, for you to say you ain't stole out your own house, dog, like I got to salute that because I was a victim of that multiple times. Oh man, never, never got to the point where I still out my mama purse, no matter how bad I wanted to get high. Never got to the point where I take from my people in my hood. I never, I just, you know what? They say crack, no, I wasn't on crack, but they say, you know, drug addicts um, don't have principles and morals. Most people think that because of the things they do. But you see how bad crackheads really are? They could be a lot worse. I mean, seriously, like, yo, that stuff takes your spirit, man. You become a, a real live walking demon. That's why you see so many brothers lose their mind. It don't be because they lost their mind because something went wrong. All them demons start hunting hunting them for what they did when they were growing up. They can't shake that shit. They end up stepping clean off. Well, I want to tell you, partner, from the bottom of my heart, I done been the dog. You know, I done rubbed elbows with Senators, politicians, right. celebrities, and all of that shit. You know, and I don't never name drop. Right. But I say this, and Terrell is one of the most respectable men that I ever known in my life. You know, um, it ain't, you know, you know, everybody how they walk. Everybody got to get to a certain point if they choose to. And I can say this man shared stories with me that I wouldn't share with nobody else. However, he didn't share a story with me about his struggles and where he come from and what he had to do to get to where he at today. Oh, that, yeah. that, that, hey, that cut no man on the planet that really come. And like, now, I don't know. Now, you can name him, you know. Now, I ain't going to say that I ain't going to put you above goddamn Obama. No, 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 no. no, you know, I ain't gonna put you above Obama, but it's a lot of. We have met a lot of celebrities together. Yeah, and, uh, we have. I remember one night we were together, and that dude, what's his name? The little short dude. I never forget that. That's when I realized, man, you watch somebody on TV and they play an actor, you never know who that person is. Now, a sports player is different. He, he plays a sport. But an actor or a comedian, 
you don't, well, comedian, I, I kind of put in with the sports field, but the actor, we met, what's the actor? I don't want to name drop. But we met an actor, man, and he came over by us. And you cracked a joke on me because the nigga kept coming by me and shit. I know you talking yeah, about. Man. I can't think of like, right I've been watching this nigga on TV. This nigga. I mean, hold on. Let me. First of all, I do not got nothing against gays, homeless, none of that, that. But my point is, I never thought he was like that. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes we can be praising people. And they don't even have the same principles or values that we have. You know what I mean? You might actually be a better person than Denzel Washington, but you'll right. never know that. <laughs> right. So, 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 okay. Then so, 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 so let's uh, so let's take it right there. Cause it's some people they successful in their career, but they not successful in, in life. life. That's right. You know, so they not you know they not a successful human being. Oh, they, they, you know, uh, you know, cause I'm a Christian and I think you're a Christian, and I don't. Man, I don't know what the hell I am. Hey, you know, I but, 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 but I did. We were raised Christian. Yeah, we were raised. Christian. We were raised Christian. So, but a lot, a lot, a lot of people they not successful in a lot, of, a lot of areas, man. Like they have all these things and money and the anything, miserable. but they miserable. But and they're not good fathers. They are not good husbands. They are not good. You know. You know, they are not good friends. Right. They are, you know, uh, I mean, so what is success then? If, you know, like if people can have all these things, but just unsuccessful at life. Uh, deep breath on this one. Success in 2020 is whatever you fake on the internet. <laughs> that shit's sad. Hey, that's the gospel. That is so sad, man. I got friends back home that... They live to dress up to get on Instagram or whatever, Facebook, to see how many likes they got. That is, that is, okay, so now we're talking about people who really went to college and I got a friend, best friend, basically. He's always giving me a lot of homage. He's like, man, you're doing good, man. You're doing better than anybody I know, man. You got the wife, the kids, man. Every time I see y'all, you're happy, man. I'm like, yo, you making way more bank than me, man. You stay with the latest, you know. And not saying that he wasn't he wasn't happy because he was, but he saw something that I had that was worth more value, and that was a wife and kids. You know what I'm saying? So I, I say success is the relationship that you have with your family and friends, man. I think that's what what success is me is if I can make magic happen today, if I can make him laugh, if he can call me and he fucked up and he say, man, this was going on with me, bro. I talked to five other people. God tell me if I talk to you, you're going to say the right motherfucking thing. Now, see, I'm speaking from how I think. I got a list of homeboys I call until I get to that one, and he's going to say something magical that's going to push me on to the next level, and I'm going to let that shit go. And throughout the years, it's really been you. You've said a lot of shit that helped me. But I appreciate that, man. And, that, and that's what this podcast is about, man, to take what, what we've been doing amongst each other. Right. And, 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 and start to share that with the world, man. Because, you know, like, I've been telling you for years, like, hey, dog, man, what we doing and what we saying, other people need he to hear. Shit. You know what I mean? Like, you know, um, and just to and just to make it clear, like, so won't nobody think we faking. So, um, like, dog, we have periods of time that, well, you know what I'm saying, that, look, dog, like, hey, he too much for me. I'm too, too much, much for him. him. Oh my well, God. Hey, we got to, hey, dog, we got to, you know what? Like, fuck it, nigga. Like, you go. Let's take a break. You do what you do. I'm going to do what I do. But, you know. I don't think, I don't think that we'll ever fight. But I don't consider you a punk. Whereas, and I hit you and you won't do nothing. And I think vice versa with me. 
So before we even get to the point where we tongue wrestle, because both of us kind of got a uh, <laughs> head strong. <laughs> so we definitely we head strong and we definitely bull headed. But then we hit back and we take off even more. You know, and I do that not only with you, man. My cousin Chad Rogers, his dad is Henry that I spoke of earlier. Man, I love him like a brother, man. But that motherfucker get on my nerves. <laughs> hey. I'm going to tell you something. I hate the type of person that I always want to one-up you instead of being on the ride with you. I hate that guy. I hate a motherfucker telling you what him and a new nigga finna do instead of you and him finna do. And a new nigga might not even be finna do nothing, but it's just that he wants to impress you so bad that he's insulting you by bringing another motherfucker in the picture. Right. I hate that. Niggas like clout chasing. <laughs> like clout chasing. These niggas work. Hold on, Little Biscuit that worked about three years ago. He used to say this. Look at me. <laughs> right. Face ass. Look at me. Hey, no. Nah. Oh, hey, hey, nah, this. Hey, there's a funny one, though. There's a funny one, because my nigga here say, goddamn, he invented a lot of shit on the radio. This nigga Fuck right yeah, here. Man. Hey, this my nigga right here, nigga. Hey, <laughs> Hey. It's like two songs. It's two that I know. Hey, hey. Yo, shout out to Maurice, man. Y'all call him Rich Boy, man, but he my dog. But when I was in high school, I used to say, throw some D's on that bitch. I used to always say that. And he took P.E. with me where I used to say that. Now, he took it, did something with it. He don't owe me nothing. I owe him nothing. But that's a fact. And it's like more than just me saying this. You know, I got other guys that knew me from that era of 18, 19. We would say, see, my thing was I was still in high school to avoid my insecurities or avoid to uh, not show the pain I'm going through at home, man. Like, a lot of people ain't know I had two pair of uniform pants my whole senior year. <laughs> you know, every nigga was taking his uniform clothes, tell me he'll pick it to the cleaners and shit. We yeah. went to a pretty boy school. But... Yeah, I was one of them niggas that was taking their uniform to the cleaner, but I was hustling for it, though. But uh... Hold on, let me, let me tell you, man. So, in P.E., me and Maurice was close because I was from the hood where his granddad stayed right around the corner from, so I grew up with him. He was a good dude. I love him. But I know for a fact he might not remember me saying that, but I know he heard someone say that in his class of PE. Now, the other one is this uh, young Jeezy guy. I was saying, man, I used to tell my joke, this joke to my wife all the time, and I never heard nobody say that. I said, baby, you know what happened? I went to the club. She said, what? I said, everybody was laying down with their uh, arms crossed their chest. She said, why? I got sick of my outfit, killed the club. And that was like a joke I've been saying, I want to say before my wife, man. So now you ain't going to charge a red boy. Mm-mm. But, but you got to charge Jesus for I killed the club. R.I.P. I just killed the club, man. Hey. I was saying that shit in 2000, uh, 97, hey. <laughs> 98. Hey, so I, so, so, you know, so, so, but I think that, you know, like little things do get out, like, you know, like little stuff that anybody say, like people find inspiration, like, uh, uh, got the, uh, what's the chick on, uh, what's her name, goddamn, uh, got the candy, and she was on the reality show, and the chick was lying, saying that, um, you know, that Candy tried to take her and her husband down into the dungeon. Was it Porsche? Yeah, something like that. Down into the dungeon. And then, and so, and she was like, okay, cool. That's a cool idea. And she went and made a whole thing out of it. And she charging this tour, this dungeon tour where she, you know, I mean, like, it's lit. Right. You know, uh, and Porsche mad, whoever, I don't know them. But they, but she mad like Candy owe or something, you know, uh, do you? You know, but you lied on them. But but you but you saying niggas just stole from you. Uh uh 
if I would have wanted anybody to have it, it would have to be Maurice because he always been solid. He, he never, not one time, growing up, him and his brothers, man, they never act funny with a nigga. They was always 100. They never, you know how you can see a nigga looking at you with that eye like you know he'll try you? I never got that from Maurice Irvin or any of his other brothers, man. He always 100, so that's fair game. But I do know I was saying, all right, I, I do know I was saying, throw some D's on that bitch. I used to make like little, like Tupac had a song called Straight Ball, and I'd be going down the hallway saying, Straight Barbecue, and they'll make everybody laugh and shit, you know, all kind of Hey, hey, well, you know, hey, you know, and that what we do from where we're from, you know, we straight barbecue, you know, we find any reason <laughs> hey, to fat, throw it on the grill. Wait, 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 hold on. See, I don't know if up north people do this, but we eat cheese grits heavy in the south, right? And that actually was the slogan I used to say in PE where Maurice, aka Rich Boy, was at. I would say, throw some D's on that bit, throw some cheese on them grits, goddamn. That's what we would say as like jokes. Right. You know, so that's what no, actually was. Now, being from Mobile, Alabama, you're the first person that's on this podcast that's Ooh. from the same city, same neighborhood for uh, for real. You know, so I just want to talk about this this one term, dog. Like, if we're going to end on something, this one term, you know. Well, really, two. But I'm going to start with this one. Hold on, God before damn. we go in further, is there any topics that we started on? You know, I got ADHD, man, so <laughs> I might talk about shit, seven things, and finish one. So is there anything we didn't finish on any of other topics we talked about earlier? Man, listen, okay, I, 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 I know it's more podcasts to come. Yeah, it's more podcasts to come, man, and you definitely got to, got, you know, dog, so you definitely got to be a consistent voice on here with, with me, dog. I'm That's enjoying what, this, man, so, you know. So, so, you know, so I hope, you know, so y'all here, Joy, going well, you know, <laughs> to real. Hey, man, let me say this, man. Reason I name drop, because them motherfuckers know I either didn't say it to their face or will say it to their face. And I'm not going for bad. I don't think my brain calculates how to uh, finesse. That's the word a lot of young people say, finesse. Like, I see guys say stuff to girls and shit, and back in the day, they could pull these lines out their, out their ass to me. Right. I don't go home and look in the mirror and practice and say, oh yeah, baby, woo woo. I never did that. I walk up to a pretty girl back then and say, yo, I like you, I think you're pretty, do you find me attractive? If you blush, that means I gotta get your number. That'll be a pickup line for me. So if I say something, somebody know when I say it, I literally mean it genuinely at that moment from my heart. I'm not trying to big boy you or make you look weak or play you. I'm just saying that's exactly how the fuck I feel. You ready for me to say it to you or what, you know, and you want me to say it to nobody else, you want me to tell you how I feel. So, right. Hey. Back on hand, the two things. Two things mobile. Two things mobile. Horse chicken, what else we got? No. Nah. <laughs> well, well, you know, that's the listen. Dog, you can listen. If you ever come to Mobile. Hey, you shout out to Rich Boy for bringing uh, your, MT rap, your MTV raps to Horse Chicken. Right. You got. You, you don't he stop at Horse Chicken in Mobile, man. Like, you know, like something wrong with you mentally. Um, But I think it's something we say more than any other people in the country, probably the world. And that's goddamn. Goddamn. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, R.I.P. to my man Chavis. He died this year from a rap form of cancer, man. I wish my best friend Rolando Rankin could hear this podcast right now, man, because he would die laughing because this is our inside joke. Chavis 
worked at the dealership, he kept a nice car, and he would come visit me twice a year on each vacation from 2012 to the year he passed. And he had a black Lexus, I think a 430 maybe, and we were coming up Bankhead. They had just turned the signal where you couldn't go left anymore. When you come up Bankhead to cross over, you can go left to go to 20. You're right. Right. You with me? Because right. you go over it all the time. Yeah, I'm at the flame. Yeah, but it's for you. For, it's right, right before you get to the flame. Right, blue flame. I say, I say, man, we coming from compound. I say, man, look, go on, turn left. Ain't nobody out here. He like, man, Terrell. <laughs> he said, man, Terrell. I said, man, go on, go. Ain't nobody look. Man, that man turned. Soon as we turned the corner, this how he talked. Soon as he turned the corner, he said, the police lights came on. He said, God damn, Terrell. God damn, Terrell. God damn, Terrell. No, <laughs> yo, literally like 15 or better. He literally said, God damn, Terrell, till he pulled over. The cop got out and the cop made it to his passenger, his rear, his, I mean, made it to his rear driver's door. That's when he stopped saying, God damn, Terrell, when he let the window down. So that is the word I think came from the dirty. Right, it came from hey nigga straight from the pitch box of mobile. Pitch I think hey pitch box. I got hey you know Ooh, um, shit. hey uh then another one though. I think that you know I think this really was had to be invented. Now I don't know who the first person said. I've been trying to figure it out for years. Is but it I, another? No, not not now another. But face ass, face ass. We've been saying hey, that hey, for a long time. Face ass. I don't worldwide. know about Memphis. Memphis been saying it, but I wasn't around Memphis cats. As much as I am now, but we've been saying face ass because they say that heavy. We've been they say it heavy. They say heavy, but we know what I'm saying, dog. When I left Mobile, we talking about 20 plus years. We've been saying yeah, face ass. Face ass. You know I'm going to say 93, yeah, 94 is when the first time I heard yeah, Like You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, dog, when, when I went to the Air Force, and then I don't know what I'm saying. They'd be trying to drink and shit. You know what I'm saying, dog? With like, dog, you the dog. You can put anything before that face ass. You can get your goddamn oval, square shaped face ass. Right, right. You know what I mean, dog? You can get your mom, daddy face ass. You know what I'm saying? You can get your Wrangler jeans, tube sock face ass. You know what I mean? So we've been doing so. Nigga want on that face. So I so I used to kill because I can end everything with face ass. Right. Want nobody on it. Right. So when I that was know, 98, 97, right? Yeah, that was yeah, that was 97 when I went to the Air Force. We were saying that before we, then. We found way like four, five years before then. So it was so it was so I'm so I'm thinking that's our shit. I'm thinking that's our shit. And one of your people that you know, like I ain't gonna say his name, but one of your people that you know, like he the one really like like he did it so much and so fluently. You know what I'm saying? And you you know who I'm talking about, cause you know he wanted the one that like to dress a lot and you know what I'm saying, the hat, everything and goddamn. Oh, the uh, man who has everything had nothing at all. I know who you're talking about, man. Yeah, uh, so but he said so so much, I was like, yeah, I caught on. And so um, but it was that was some trill, you know, like I just think that that's our shit right there. We still say that. We, we still, still say that though. It's it's worldwide now. Yeah, uh, Face ass, you know what I'm saying, dog. Even with the comedians that you know, cause I'm a, you know, dog. I don't know, like I'm a comedian sometimes or whenever, you know, I want to be one. But you know, you know, and like in the in the comedy world. And fuck Wale, man. 
Every time I met that motherfucker, he act monkey, man. He act monkey with my son, so fuck Wale, too. Yeah, I don't know Wale, but I tell you <laughs> this, though. Listen, hey, when you run up on that mod town, wait. Now, one thing about it, though, we deep. That's true. Hey, one thing about it, though, we deep. So, you know, we ain't tripping. We ain't, we ain't bagging down. Um, thought you done throw me out. I don't know what I was doing. I was thinking about my son, man, and I saw that cat. Well, we went to talking about Mobile, and we always solid guys, but we walk around with a frown on our face. And the first time I met the cat was in Wish, and the guy in front of me smiled when he spoke, and I just looked him when I spoke. But he showed love to the guy that was with me and looked at me like a like, man, nigga, what you on? That's how he looked at me. Then my wife called him at uh, Wingstop. And it was my son's birthday. And she asked him, could he take a picture with my son? And he was like, fly with my wife. But I didn't know that to, not fly like bitch, but fly like no, you know. Right. And I just, I don't know what made my mind say that shit. And it shouts out to Wiley. I actually do like some of his music, but. Man, you're a celebrity. You can expect for people to want to holler at you and shit. Yeah, that come with it. I think they get tired sometimes, you know. Um, Stay home. Yeah, that that too, man. You know, um, like I say, man, this two cups of truth. Back to Mobile, man. I'm sorry, man. I got ADHD. That shit just ain't running. Hey, man, don't worry about it, man. It's gonna be way more opportunity. We gonna do this again. Uh, like, father. Can we talk about politics the next time? Or yeah, yeah, we could talk about politics this time. I mean, like, real, like, real, like, real, like, real talk. This us. Like, I mean, like, uh, you know, like, I know it's some things that, you know, they don't even get it, like, how do street niggas view politics? Cause we got cause, because we dealing with you know the census right now. That's right. We dealing with we got to do a re-election right now. We watch the money. You know what I'm saying? We watch money. We invest. I mean, so yeah, we can talk about politics. Uh, so uh, so I tell you what, um, let's just you know what I'm saying next week. Let's you know let's kick it one more time, and then we gonna. Talk about how we feel about politics and all the things that's going on in America at this time, and why we need to vote and why we need to do this. Uh, this uh, we do really do need to fill out this form, this census form, because this is, this only comes around every ten years. So when we don't be accounted for what's in our communities, that less money coming to our community, okay, right. our community, and I think they finna hit us hard this time. So. Uh, so next week, if we can get together and we can really just make a push on a political issue, some some a political issue, that's what they underestimated. So they don't think we know anything because you know, and that's the the perception that been built. Oh my God! That but we probably a pretty. I mean, I think that us as a people, we pretty much. Yo, this should speak. this should be on the SATs. This should be in the first grade, second grade, all the way through twelfth, learning about to me the pyramids and how. But see, they don't even know how we built them. But I think that if you would have told a bunch of white kids growing up, hey, those black guys, man, because think about it, we're in the year what two thousand. You know how long you know how long we actually been around. So we only going back two thousand years. So my point is, if they were to go and just say, hey, man, you know, black people invented the pyramids, and they also did this, this, and this, and they would have gave the white kids a fair chance, to, but they didn't do that. They groomed them to, to make us look like, look less than the Caucasians, and it's it, it, it really never been like that. It's all on the individual, man. But we did some powerful shit because we were the first, you know? We were. Uh, if it's anything that, like, today, like, if you can leave the people with 
one last message oh, for man. today, uh, what would that be? Me, I live in truth, man. I just tell the truth. I tell the truth to police. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, not like snitching. I mean, like, that's how I got my first fucking case, man. The police asked me, and they had separated us, put two, was in, with four of us in the car. They put two in one car and put two of us in another car. And they went to ask them what was our names, and they asked us what were their names. And they came back and they said, uh, they said your name Terrell. I said, hey, man. And see, this just was the truth. I said, Mr. Officer, your mama ain't give you three names? My name George Terrell Jordan. That motherfucker took me to jail and planted crack on me. Wow. So, sometimes telling the truth can backfire. Right. <laughs> but, hey, the truth doesn't always set you free. Yeah, nah, it got me locked up that time. But uh, I, I basically say, man, if I could lead the people that value principles and morals and, and just being truth, living your truth, you know, all that faking shit. Because when you get by yourself, that's when the depression gonna set in. That's when you're gonna be hurt. That's when you're gonna be like really. You know, I don't know how many people that did drugs like ecstasy or cocaine or I don't know about crack. I haven't did crack, but when the shit, when you're doing the shit, you're real high. So like you think of a million things you can do positive and make money. That's that's how that's the high of the drug. But when the cocaine wears off, then you like you think of ten million ways where you can't do those one million things, right? So I think with the new internet situation with this Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, people get high off of likes. So some rushes to their brain and tell them, man, I, I feel like somebody. But then when you go home and you stand with somebody, you with a girl that don't, ain't who you really want to be with, you ain't got the... What you said you got. That's when the depression set in. Because reality going to be there all the time. So I just say live in truth, man. If you, if you got two pair of Jordans, shit, you got two pair of Jordans. If you, if you, if, if you work at uh, the garbage man, be the best garbage man you can be. It's whatever. You know, it's just just tell the fucking truth. Like, it'll be easier. And with it, unless you catch one of these little silly women don't want to don't know the truth and you got to play the game to get what you want, that's a part of the game, but... Oh, yeah, you got to finesse at some point. Yeah, yeah. At, at some point. Where I will lead the people with today, man, is, you know, just the struggle that you're going through, you know, whatever ditch that you dug, you can get up out that ditch the same way you dug that ditch, man. It's the only way you don't come up out of it is if you give up and you don't try to get out of it. Um, so, get up out the ditch if you're in one. And if you ain't in one, throw a rope and help somebody else up out of their ditch. You know what I mean? Because I'm pretty sure when it comes to everybody's success in some shape, fashion, and form, it was some lifelines given. Fuck you. So, you know, man, so don't be so bigoted. Put your ass on your shoulder because you'd have had a little success because it ain't really your success. God didn't gave you something. He didn't put something Uh-oh. in your life to be a blessing to somebody else. I'm in the cigar bar last week, and usually uh, younger men don't come there. They go other places. But this young man came in, and he was started talking about, yeah, I got money, man. I give a fool. And, and I don't know. I guess he liked my style because he kept talking to me and shit. And I got tired of him saying he got money. And I said, hold on, my man. Let me ask you something. Do you own a yacht that can land, land a private helicopter? He looked at me like I was fucking crazy. And then I said, man, do you sell a fleet of private jets? Do you know anybody to sell a fleet of private jets? He 
looked at me crazy. So my point is, people got to stop thinking money on such a small aspect. We talking about billions, trillions, and the shit go up. You will never have enough money. But you can be happy with your people, the, the foundation you built, the stuff that you admire that you did and overcame. That's worth more than billions and billions of dollars to me. So that young man, I don't know, maybe he... I don't even feel himself over a couple grand. That ain't that ain't no money, man. You can't if you can't change your whole community, you ain't got no money. Facts. So check, man. Two cups of truth. TV radio podcast, man. Hey, from the bottom of my heart, man, I appreciate you coming out, working with this vision. Come and spend the time in Boom Studios. Boom Studios. Boom Boom, boom studio. Room, boss. Hey, the Boom Boom Room. Hey, tell them about the gun line, boss. Man, that was a monkey hey. on television history. Hey, man. Then yeah, they know. put uh, your boy on there. He got him beat uh, off the uh, Boondocks. Uncle Ruckus. Uncle Ruckus. With the big eyes. The one that hated black people. I'm hey, come on, man. I'm for Boondocks. I mean, he was on Life. No, we talking about Uncle Tom's. Oh, they they top they top life with Uncle Ruckus off Boom Boom Room. I mean off Boondocks. Boondocks. Yeah, I ain't never really watched Boondocks. It was a cartoon. Just correct. Yeah, so I ain't really really get off into that. Shout out to Regina King since two. What is it, Regina King? Two two seven. Oh my gosh, she's my girlfriend all my life, man. Hey God. man, you know man. Hey man, shout out to Sandra Bullock, man. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the only. Hey. <laughs> hey, hey Sandra Bullock, if you listen to this, hey man, hit me up, shout. I mean, like it ain't too late for us. Um, <laughs> hey, hit me up, Sandra. Hey man, two cups of truth, man. We out of here, man. Appreciate it. Tune in next week.